1: Hello, and welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the deep dive. It is me, Chris Pajak, That man there is the man, the legend, the one, the only, Mister Josh Williams. Um, very humble with it as well. Tactical and analytical genius that he is.
2: Far too generous, mate. Far too generous. Fucking blushing little bride,
1: aren't you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're here to talk about Jurgen Klopp and how he's gonna um, set Liverpool up, I suppose, over the next few weeks, short-term, medium-term. Josh, obviously, we looked last week at all the formations that Klopp had played um, this season. We're going to look forwards, not really so much as the formations, more the personnel, maybe. Um, so we're going to set four teams up in front of us and talk about four different teams. Um, we're going to start off with Alisson Becker in goal, sent alexander Arnold at right-back, Matip and Joe Gomez as the two centre-hours because Canate is now injured for a few weeks. Andrew Robertson, left-back uh, by Chechic, seems to get the nod at number six nowadays, and rightfully so. Keita uh, on the right of the midfield three. Thiago on the left of the midfield three. Salah on the right-hand side. Nunes from the left-hand side, freshly back off injury, as I muse, uh, And then Gakpo up top, Josh. Um, obviously, we spoke last week, I mentioned about all the different formations that um, Jürgen's played. Do you think he's settled on a 4-3-3 now?
2: Yeah, I think we we obviously saw the period, didn't we, where he, he went away from it, went towards four poles, he went towards a diamond, and I think very quickly he seems to revert back to what he knows, which is the four three three, and um, you know I'm I'm one of the people who's tipped every now and then for him to move towards four two three one. He never does it, um, so I'm not that surprised about that, and uh, I've got no issues with it either. But yeah. I think the way in which it works is the the crucial part really. Obviously, lately we've seen us dropping into a bit more of a mid block when we're defending and things. And I think the attack on profiles in comparison to previous seasons are a bit different nowadays, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. Obviously, we saw Harvey Elliott on the left-hand side last game out, didn't we? Mm. We've not really spoken about that game together. Were you surprised when he played Harvey Elliott on the left-hand side? I mean, we did a big segment on him on the right-hand side and we were happy with him.
2: Yeah, if I'm honest, I don't overly like him. Uh, I think he's in the team purely for defensive reasons, purely because he's a keen presser and he speaks the language and things like that. He's been in the team for about two years now or so so um i think he's in the in the team for defensive reasons um, which is
1: mad when we looked at his stats
2: yeah well yeah th- he is a keen presser though <laughs> i think that's ideas. clear yeah, to yeah. see <laughs> but in- he doesn't in the ball that much does he um but in terms of nunez nunez doesn't speak the language yet with Klopp and things and i think he's a bit more defensively worn in that sense but with the ball i think it's impacted liverpool's balance a little bit don't you mm. um i, th- I don't th- With wouldn't be in left footed playing on the left I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. I, I like it when players are cutting in silence, the favoured foot, and then get maybe getting shots away. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one for for the meantime. I think I don't think it's a future move.
1: Absolutely. We, we spoke maybe two or three weeks ago about now about uh, Cody Gakpo uh, potentially playing the number nine, potentially being a long term replacement for Bobby Firmino. How do you think he performed last time? i in comparison to his Chelsea game when he played in the
2: nine. I was actually pleasantly surprised by his game recently. I think it was against Brighton, wasn't it, our mm-hmm. last game? I think he performed it to his, his best ability in that game. Um, previous weeks, he's looked a bit uncomfortable. Uh, and I think if you look at his time, and the had VC as well, I'm still not overly sure it's a role for him. Um, I think he likes to pick up the ball in deeper areas and carry it, whereas we're asking him to essentially do the opposite, pick up the ball in the highest possible areas when he's surrounded by bodies, keep the ball and link with others. Uh, As I say, he did it well against Brighton, but overall, I'm not sure it's a a future role for him. I think that kind of plays in with the whole square pegs, round holes type thing that we've experienced this season. Obviously, you've just mentioned Elliot on the left. Gakpo, despite playing on the left, PSV is playing through the middle recent weeks. Nunes, despite thriving as a central striker for Benfica, has been playing on the left. So it's it's very all over. the it's, place. It is
1: all over the place, isn't it? Obviously, in this formation, you know we've got this time around. We've got Nunes on the left hand side and Gakpo up top. Now, if you were to guess what Jurgen would do when both players are fit and nobody else is, can you see it as Gakpo up top and Nunes on the left?
2: Um, potentially, simply because if, if you look at the the makeup of the front three as Klopp knows it. It's always been this player has been slower, more inclined to come into midfield and he's scored less. And this player has always been quicker, more penetrative, more goal-obsessed, basically.
1: So the left and the right-hand side are the more penetrative players. Yeah,
2: that's been the case with Salah and Mane. And I think if you if you used to say who's Nunes more like Salah and Mane or Firmino, he's more like Salah and Mane really, isn't he? Mm. But then you have to couple in the fact that Nunez is a central player, in my opinion at least. And Gakpo is more of a wide player, so it's it's like an ongoing. If it really does feel like a transition year, I think when it comes to all that, I don't specifically mind all of this, but in the attack, the front three, it's it's a, a a mishmash of different skills and different profiles at the minute. I think Klopp's still kind of trying to get to the bottom of what's what's
1: best for him. And do you think Klopp has found the eight in on the right hand side in Nabi Keita, barring injury, which is I know a big thing. <laughs> to say when we're, we're talking and discussing Nabi Keita, Josh, I mean, I <laughs> he, he seems to perform this role really well on the right-hand side, doesn't he? Yeah. And
2: he's yeah, given yeah. us a
1: bit more balance, maybe, would you agree?
2: Yeah, well, I actually think Henderson's had a bad season. I don't think he's been good at all. I think he's been a problem for the most part. And um, even when he's getting introduced like as a substitute, it just feels like he's, uh, it feels like he's screaming at everyone and he's covering lots of ground and he's running all over the place. But without actually having any kind of in the midfield I I was
1: saying to Paul what it feels feels like to me is that everyone's been saying your legs are gone your legs are gone your legs are gone so he's running around like a headless chicken trying to prove that his legs haven't gone and leaving huge gaps behind him because he's turning up in places he never used to turn up in two years ago and you're like Jordan a little bit of discipline please tactical (laughs) discipline is what I want to see from you you know what I mean and and that's the way I'm sort of describing it to people I'm glad you're sort of seeing it in a similar light and stuff as well Um, one of the other ways that we could probably set this up then um, is with Nunes Salah and Gapsco up front so we'll do that this time so I've set them up with Alisson in Gold, Trent, Matip, Gomez and Robbo in the back four by Cechic at the base of the midfield three. I put Henderson back in on the right hand side, Thiago on the left hand side, Salah is the right winger this time, Gakpo is the left winger and Nunes is up top. Now, the big talking point on this one, Josh, is, is Jordan Henderson. We just touched on it briefly. Can you see a world, maybe this weekend, where Jordan Henderson goes
2: back into the side? I wouldn't personally, I just don't see a reason for it, apart from the fact that it's Jordan Henderson leaves he's the captain. I just don't think his, his form warranty. Having said that, there's going to be a point in the season really where he's, it's probably going to happen. Um, I do think he will look better if he plays as part of this mid block type thing that we've been touching on lately rather than pressing high all over the pitch. That should technically make, make any midfielder who's like aging and things like that look slightly more in control of what he's doing. Um, Henderson's come on lately when it's been late in the game, maybe the tactical discipline goes out the window a little bit. So, potentially. But, as I said, I think case has done more than enough to stay in the team. And uh, Henderson, when he came on, hasn't done enough to get a, to get a start for me don't you?
1: no I don't think he has not this season I'm, I'm afraid to say you know a player that I absolutely love and adore and for everything that he's achieved at Liverpool but right now I, I think he's not in Liverpool's best team I think if you'd have asked me three weeks ago what Liverpool's best midfield three is on paper I would have said it's Fabinho it's Anderson and it's Thiago but on the football field that's not been the case all season long I don't think Yeah. you know and right now obviously we talk, uh, We can talk about him but Stephen Bacetic, Bocet- uh, sorry playing that number six. I mean, he's been a bit of a revelation, hasn't he, in there? For for such a young lad, 18 years old, he is all over the place at the moment for us. And
2: surely he deserves to keep his spot in this side. Yeah, I think the, the, the six isn't up for debate, to be honest, for me. Even when Fabinho came on the other day against, against Brighton, he should have got a red card, really, shouldn't he? And, uh, chasing Shadow for too much of the season. I would like to see him in this mid-block from the off, just to see if he does look as exposed as he's looked all season. But Beccieta's just done more than enough to stay in the team. He's looked hungrier than Fabinho. He's tracked runners better than Fabinho. More mobile than him as well. Um, he's probably too young to be doing what he's doing. Mm. You know, he probably needs to give him a bit more protection, give him a bit more time behind the scenes. But it's if it's your best midfield, it's your best midfield. I think Klopp's reached that point this season now where he's like, you know, no longer treating players based on the names. And it's, it's more a case of like, if your performance is deserved to stay in the team. Then uh, you stay in the team.
1: So I want to ask you about the forwards in this scenario. Obviously we've switched them around since the first one. Nunes has gone through the middle, and Gakpo has gone to the left hand side. How can Jurgen make this work?
2: Well, this is interesting actually because I think I think Nunes should benefit Gakpo, but he almost does the opposite with Salah in a way, because obviously rather than doing that what Firmino has done, there's there's whole Liverpool. So dropping deep, dropping deeper. He runs on the shoulder of defenders towards goal and stretches the pitch basically. Creates space in the ten areas. We know Gachpo is not um, that much of a threat in behind. He is inclined to cut inside, don't use these spaces. Nunes is creating those spaces around the ten area for Gachpo to cut inside and use. Salah, on the other hand, likes to do that a bit more than, than Gachpo does. Um, he is getting older which means maybe he is more suited to doing what Garpo does and cutting inside bit around more of the box. A of creative role. Yeah, a bit more of a creative role. And Nunes is, is enough of a threat in the box to hoover up those chances that Salah would create. So maybe it's a it's a plan that stems from Salah getting older or something like that, maybe losing a bit of pace or whatever. But I, I don't feel like Nunes is going to benefit Salah too much there when it comes to Salahs goal scoring at least which is what everyone expects Salah to do. Mm.
1: And and can I ask you a question then about this obviously we've lined this up with Jordan Henderson in the midfield and, and and alongside him Thiago. How does Thiago's position quite often he'll drop back a little bit and maybe play a little bit more alongside the number 6 maybe not in recent weeks. If Gakpo was to come into the half space from the left-hand side and Nunez is pushing forward what does that do does it? because it seems to open up for me space for the left back but we seem to not want to get the fullbacks as high up the field this 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 latter part of the season,
2: how does how yeah. does that left hand side work? I don't know. I mean, for the second half of the season in particular, maybe it stems from Diaz's injury or whatever. But I feel like Liverpool's left for most of the season has been toothless, mm. um, and it doesn't bode well. considering we sold Mane and everyone's quick to blame. You know, Liverpool got rid of Mane. Why did he do it and things like that? I don't specifically think it's Mane leaving that's the problem. I think it's been Diaz's injury josser injury, and for whatever reason, the tendency for Robertson to maybe stay back a bit more than he usually would. Um, obviously, we know he's an attack and threat, and Liverpool have struggled defensively this season. Maybe that's the cause behind it. But I do think, I mean, even with Elliot over there lately, I know he's scored a few actually as well, but I don't think he's anywhere near as much of a threat as we need on that left side in terms of balancing the attack, the attack and threat here, here and here all over the pitch. I think we need to restore that left side of the threat, really. And um, I suppose Klopp's got a bit of a as so I...
0: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
2: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to bluenile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's bluenile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. bluenile.com
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: So how he
1: does it. Okay, I'm going to move on to the third uh, team then. So in this scenario, uh, again, um, same back four. So Alisson, Trent, Matip, Gomez, Robbo. I have put either Jordan Henderson or Fabinho in the six. I've put Elliot or Baichetic in the eight on the right-hand side. I've put Thiago in the eight on the left-hand side. Salah, Firmino through the centre and Nunes on the left this time around. Because, you know, we were talking just a minute ago about Jordan Henderson and, you know, he plays really well in the six at times for us, you know. Mm. Arguably, when Liverpool won the league, he was better than Fabinho in the six portions during that season.
2: Is this a way that the captain might get himself back into the side? Yeah, potentially. Um, But then at the same time, you still have to regain the ball you still have to track runners and things like that. I think Henderson's probably better at tracking runners than Fabinho is at the minute at least. He's probably more mobile than he is covering ground and things like that. So it is something to test. But then on the back of that, you have either got the Bersettige on the bench or you've got him in the eight. And I don't know if he's an eight in Liverpool's traditional system at least where he's expected to to use the final third at times and things like that. I, I see him more of a more of a, a middle third player personally. Mm-hmm. Um and one play, one thing with Bassetti as well that I, I personally struggle to like determine is I, I can't really work out how quick he is. I think I find it hard to, to determine whether he's like slow. I don't think he's slow, but I don't know how quick he is, if you know what I mean. No, so yeah, yeah. I don't know about you.
1: I've not really considered it to be honest. You just <laughs> and, and this might be because his positioning's good. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. If, if your positioning's good, that can hide a lot of things. Abby Alonso for a deep line midfielder was not the fastest, but you know his mm. first touch was brilliant to so create space for himself and his positioning was good, so he was always in the right place at the right time, wasn't he? And I think that's something Stephen Gerrard had toward the latter days of his career as well. You know, He wasn't that lung-busting midfielder of his early days coming into the side, but read the game so well that understood where he needed to be and had just enough pace to be where he needed to be at the right time. So one of the things, obviously, we've put Elliot back into the middle of the park here. Do you think, Josh, that Elliot could be used as a midfielder again this season, or do you see him now exclusively as rotation for the front three with the injuries?
2: I don't know, to be honest. Um, I think we touched on a few weeks ago, didn't we, that with the ball I like Elliot as a a midfield day for Liverpool. And I see Odegaard as a potential like temple for him. But defensively, um I don't think he regains the ball enough to be an eight. I think he's good at pressing. And using specific angles and things like that, but I think in terms of actually regaining the ball and p- presenting the team with a platform to to control the game, I'm not sure he's specifically suited to that. I do think I do think he's a he's a future player for the middle. I do, but in terms of like the next six months, maybe just as a means of showing things up, Klopp will avoid that. But I don't know. It depends. I do think he wants to. He seems to want to keep Elliot in the team, doesn't he? He's played
1: every game this season, hasn't he? In the prem. He, yeah? yeah? he's appeared in every game.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, he's playing on the left lately, which we've touched on. He's not going to play on, on, on this side much unless Salah's out, which just never happens. So, I probably do think we will see him again in the middle, yeah? Um, specifically when Diaz and Jos have a turn, maybe. And in this scenario, we have Bobby Firmino up
1: front, Ed Nunes on the left and Salah on the right-hand side. Is this a potential way where you can almost get the old band back together for Klopp?
2: Yeah, a little bit. But then... You'd expect Nunes then to play like Mane does and although he's got similar traits I, I can't get past, that. I still think he's a player for the middle. Um, I think Firmino would benefit the pair of them though, you know, considering they like to do that, that's natural, that's natural for them so Firmino's a decent partner for them in that sense, better than Gakpo, I think in that sense but I have a bit of a theory that I think um, Firmino is almost not restricting, but I, th- I think Klopp has re- seems really reluctant to move away from the original makeup of of how it worked, the original dynamic where this player dropped in the middle, and the two wire players come inside, because he's he's trying to recreate it with Gakpo and, and Nunez, square pegs round holes a little bit. Firmino's contract is is kind of coming to an end. Klopp reportedly wants to keep him, but I I think if you look at the players that we've got now, I almost think that like, I mean this is not part of the plan for the show, but. I, I think it, it, it looks a, a bit more. Yeah, basically because we're back here again, Josh. I know. Yeah, yeah, we are.
1: And I'm, I'm with you. I'm on this ride. But, mate, I want but, a four-two-three-one. We've but, got the players for the four-two-three-one. Why don't we play the four-two-three-one?
2: Well, this is because if you imagine Firmino's left the club now, you've got Nunes. If he's got this player here, Nunes doesn't have to do any of that. He no. can just stay here and put the ball in the net, which he is good at. Believe it or not, you know. I know this season he hasn't really showed it too much, but he can stay on the, on the last shoulder. You've got it, someone if, who can play you, the passes in Gakpo, maybe. Yeah, Gakpo is a 10, potentially. Um, you'll have Diaz over here, or Jota. You'll have Salah over here. And I think the dynamic just works a lot better if you look at each player's profile there. And I think maybe the only reason we're not doing that is because we oh, have... i at the back. No, I was going <laughs> to say because we, we, we haven't done that in the right. past couple of years. It's new. So maybe you need a summer to, to work on that or something, but... I just think looking at the players we've got now, we're playing in a way in attack like it's still Salah, Mane, Firmino. And it's not. You've now got Gappo in there, you've got Nunes in there. The the different, very different players, and you have to shape your attack around what you've got at the end of the day. And Klopp still seems to be a bit Firmino template. Firmino templates. And I can understand why, but I don't know. I think the future could be a bit different. So let's say Let's say we continue with this four-two-three-one scenario
1: then, Josh. Um, have we got the midfielders that could keep the door shut at the back to play this right now? Is Stefan Bajetic one of them? Possibly. Is Thiago the other?
2: Possibly. I mean, we have touched on how, you know, the midfield too is, is less responsible for doing the box-to-box work all day. You know, they're, they're a bit more bit stay in the middle third for the whole game. So in that sense you're expected to cover a bit less ground. But this player has to be attached at times, otherwise, you know, I mean, can you can you imagine, like... For podcast <laughs> listeners, we've got six forwards and <laughs> yeah. a box
1: in in defence with the two defence midfielders and two centre-backs.
2: Well, that's a lot of ground to cover for the midfield too, isn't it? So it all depends on just how the system works in harmony, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's evidence attached at the end of the day. and um, You can be as attacking as you want as long as everyone's equally as defensive together. It's like the whole to- total football man's to the wheel, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. Okay, we're going
1: to go on to the f- uh, the fourth and final formation and we're going to title this one the future. Okay, in this one, uh, we've got Trent Alexander-Arnold back in, Alisson in goal, obviously. Canate's in, Virgil van Dijk's in, Robbo's in, by is back in the six. Cater and Thiago are the eights, Salah, Diaz on the left and Jota up front? Um, question mark? <laughs> like, if you had a if you
2: had a fully fit squad, what would your 11, one to eleven be? I really don't know. And it depends on the opponents, I think, in that sense. It depends who's fit, depends who's firing. Everyone's fit I, I, I don't like the thought though of Nunes not being in the team. Okay. I, I like him on a pitch. I think I know he's had a bit of a weird season, but he is chaos, mate. He, he is nuts. And and when it comes to like the opposition dealing with him, he's a massive problem. Hoovers up so much of the attack and creates so much for you. So I would have Nunes on the team. Where? Well, I've, I've said that now, I like him there. Okay, um, so Diaz
1: on the left. Let's change this. Nunes is now up top and Salah's on the right hand
2: side. Hmm. But the only issue with that then okay. is Nunes has to do a bit of that then. Yeah. A, a little bit of Firmino. And. I mean, what do, you, do you think he can do that? I don't think he can do that. This no, no, is why I, like... I think
1: he's probably playing him from the left-hand side. And and the Cody Gakpo thing changes everything again, doesn't it, Josh? Because mm. you've brought a lad in who can play a 10, who can play a false nine, who can play a left wing. But you've got Jota and you've got Diaz on the left-hand side. And I know that we don't want to talk about the transfer window, but it just <laughs> seems absolutely mental that you are turn another left winger. If the plan isn't to move to four-two-three-one. If the plan is to stick to four three three, 3 3 and you're offering Bobby Firmino potentially another contract, because we know that the contract talks have gone well with his agent so far, I can't get my head around what the plan is, which is why I wanted to do this video in the first instance, because it's like, it doesn't feel like there is a plan. It just feels like we're collecting players that we want in the future yeah, and there's does. no way of getting them into the side.
2: Yeah, it does a little bit. It feels a bit like we'll acquire these players who are really good, got lots of potential and they're supposedly versatile and things like that. And we'll kind of work out where things go further down the line a little bit. And I think everything we've touched on today, it feels like a lot of that is kind of like almost sorted for itself. Maybe the midfield will be gone two in the future or whatever, but it feels like in terms of the way the team works in the final third and the attack and make-up of the side, it's very up in the air. And when it comes to like the first game of next season, it could be anything really. It could be any combination of players it could be four of them, it could be three of them. This player could be a false nine or he could be an absolute poacher. This player could be a wide forward who cuts inside and gets goals or he could be a player who cuts inside exactly. deeper and creates, you know, it's... It, and the, that's so thick...
1: baffling, isn't it? Because, you like, we bought Nunez, who was clearly, I think, t- you know supposed to be the number nine this season, whether that's worked out or not. I think the left was an experiment that we stuck with, you know, um, so I think Nunez was the number nine. Then you bring Gakpo and you start playing him as a number nine. And it's like, is that because Nunez was playing well on the left that you've decided to use Gakpo in the nine? Or did you always want to bring him in and have him as the nine?
2: Well, with Gakpo, though, like, one of the the criticisms of him is his receiving the ball with pressure coming from behind. And that's that's what you're going to have to do as that player um, all the time. So I think the only fixed, fixed thing in the attack at the minute for like the future is is Salah over here? Salah's always going to occupy that spot, whether it's four two three one, or four three three, or whoever's here, whoever's here, whatever. Salah's fixed over here, so that's at least one thing we do know. Nunes, I mean, he was eighty five million. He is a a chance magnet when he's on the pitch. I think Nunes is probably going to be on the pitch, but whether it's going to be here or here, I couldn't tell you. I don't know what the plan is. Um, and,
1: and where does Jota fit into all of this when he's fit? Is he yeah. just a versatile forward that plays across when others well, are injured? Or is he a big part of what we, we will
2: see in the future for Liverpool? Well, I think in Jota's sense, I don't overly, I'm not overly concerned about Jota because the way I've just touched on what Gakpo is potentially weak at and what Nunes is weak at and things like that, Jota just feels pretty good at everything. He, he does feel like the epitome of versatile Jota. So I think you can play him here. I think you can play him here. I think you can play him as a ten. I don't think it massively impacts his performances. If you ask, if you're asking Nunez though to play like Firmino, and you're asking Gakpo to play, um, like Nunez, like Nunez, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's it's messy, isn't it? It's it's. It's, it's very up in the air. It's crazy. Air. So, are
1: we? do you think Jürgen's just testing a few things out this season and seeing what works, just seeing yeah. what sticks? Is that yeah. a worrying place for Liverpool to be halfway into a season when they probably could do with getting top four?
2: Well, I actually sent a newsletter today. Actually, I kind of rounded off the newsletter by saying I think we should basically write it off in monitor the season. And I think the rest of the season should just kind of be Klopp testing things and preparing themselves for next season almost, like a transition year. It's not nice supporters don't want to wear it. How did that go down, I was going to ask? Well, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't get my newsletter responses, do I? But I actually wrote in the piece, people won't want to wear this, but that's just my thoughts on it. I think sometimes you have to go back to go forward. Um, Liverpool now are, I think, 10 points behind fourth. With a game, with a game in hand, hand. But you can with a lose game that. And we will this season. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the big thing is we, do, we don't look anywhere near 10 points, 7 points better than Man United at the minute. Um, so I, I would use the time now, between now and like the end of the season, to determine just how good percentages. is. Can you restore Fabinho? Can you restore Henderson? Is Nunes going to play through the middle mm-hmm. in the future? Is Gachbo going to play on the left or switch them? Is it going to be a front four? Is it going to be a front three? Just use the rest of the season, basically, to determine... What's needed and forward. how we
1: can get Liverpool scoring goals
2: again without conceding? Yeah, because obviously we've we've tipped the balance the other way now lately, haven't we? And um, there's a thing actually that gets said. I think it's called the Rafa, and he says, short blankets." Blanket yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Either you pull it all the way up, and your feet are cold, or exactly, exactly. Down yeah. And your chest is. yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember that one well. Um, I it's a bit of a concern really, if that's what you're thinking. To me, to be honest with you, and I I, I agree with you, Josh. I do. I don't understand how the front three works at the moment. I don't see a clear way out of, of how you get it to work. Um, I think we're sort of relying on individual brilliance to win as games, and we're not getting the individual brilliance at the moment.
2: Yeah, one thing I definitely would say, though, is, is this cannot be Elliot. I, I think that's something I'd be pretty firm on. Defensively, I can understand why Klopp is maybe doing it lately, because Elias is, is defending maybe potentially better from the front in terms of his pressing angles and things and blocking passing lanes and stuff like that. But with the ball... That is a problem balance wise. So I would stop doing that. I was quite surprised he did it two games in a row, to be honest. Against Wolves in the. He was on the right in the Wolves, was it? wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Something like, I don't know. But I, that, having a late over there for me is a no go. So that's something go. I'd be pretty firm with.
1: Okay, there you go. So we've not solved Jürgen's problems. In fact, we may have just given him more. But we have decided that you can't play Harvey Elliott on the left-hand side. That was Josh, not me. <laughs> uh, I agree, by the way. Um, so don't give me, don't give him too much shit. Um, we've got another uh, one of these uh, lined up for you on Redmen Plus. Uh, that'll be out right now. We're going to take a deep dive into Allison Becker and show you just how good he's been. Um, this season and in previous years, and I wonder where we'd be without him to be honest at the time. So if you want to go over to redmenplus.com and you want to sign up and you want to watch more deep dive shows, we release one on YouTube every week, one on Plus every single week, then use the code alison that's A-L-I-S-O-N. When you sign up and you'll get a free month, we'll see it over there. Thanks for watching. Like the video, subscribe and tweet him if you didn't like what he said. So. <laughs>